Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, you are listening to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we talk about those films we think might be underrated or underseen. I'm your host, Josh Hallam, and I'm joined as ever by the wonderful... Alice Oliver. This week, Alice chose the film and she chose Basketball. So, let's see what we think. Alice. <laughs> <Yes>. Basketball. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's from 1998, so spoiler warnings if you've not seen it. Um, mm-hmm. So, Basketball. What is it about and why did you pick it? Right, here we go. I'm looking so forward to the what's it about bit more than anything, to be honest. Okay, well, I've done my best with this. So here's, here's what I've come up with as, as an Alice Oliver summary of this film. So it is a, it's a wacky, absurd sport comedy film. So in the film, sport has lost its spirit and enjoyment due to capitalism and the quest for profits. But the spirit of athletic competition indeed was not dead. Its seed merely lay dormant in the dreams of the young. We cut to a few years later where Doug Reamer and Joe Coop Cooper, played by Matt and Trey, are coming up with a new sport called basketball, which is a mashup of basketball and baseball. They want it to just be a place where anyone can play, no matter who you are, and the aim is really to have fun. But it soon gets discovered by a wealthy businessman who thinks the sport needs to go national, and then the whole thing becomes about money, corruption, sport politics, and the sport basically becomes the thing that these guys we're trying to avoid um so what? that's kind of it in a nutshell i know man yeah the the last thing we wanted is what it became so why did i pick it so i reckon why Josh, that basketball, why 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 well i'll tell you why. i'll let you in on this so i think basketball is both underrated and right. underseen um underseen because it is regarded as a financial failure right it is also regarded as a critical flop um, right. And I disagree with that second part. Can't disagree with the first part. If it's a financial failure, the numbers are there. Literally I can't, can't disagree. With, it's maths. It's, it's, it's maths. maths. I can't disagree it? with yeah. maths. I've tried. Um, but I do reckon, I reckon it's a bit underrated as well. Okay. Um, okay. So I okay. saw this. You So you know my friend Kat, don't I you? Do. So you met her at my wedding. At your wedding. So, Give her a list, so she, if anything as well. So, yeah. So she, so like growing up, she was like my bestest best friend in the world. Shout and out to she, Kat, Alice's best friend, bestest, shout out bestest, to Kat. best friend in the world. Oh, great gal, great also, gal. Also, believe, I she, believe training or is now a paramedic. She is now a paramedic. Respect she for that, do you know what I mean? Time. That's a I know, wonderful. I know. I mean, you could get a real job like podcaster, Kat, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> um, so she was sort of quite responsible for a lot of my like introduction mm. to films basically when we were when we were growing up one of them being the replacements uh, oh, she brought that to our lives Josh oh, no. <laughs> so, oh, no. so it's her best fault thing. <sighs> best thing she ever did uh, but she also I believe introduced me to basketball so I was a huge fan of South Park I still am still try and catch up on it when I can I remember you know when we used to 
where we used to download music off the internet using, you know, the Kazaa and the Limeware and all that. I remember downloading all the songs to um, the the South Park, the movie, and burning oh, yeah, them onto a yeah. CD and then giving that to her. So, you know, a lot of, lot of love for a lot of the same films. But basically, she introduced me to Basketball. I loved it. I thought it was great. Really enjoyed it. Um, it's been on my list for a little while. And, you know, as we do, had to go back, check the critical reception, what's going on. And I reckon, ooh, a little bit harsh for me. Okay. Um, but so it's yeah. a double whammy. That's, it's both. It's underrated it's and It's a double whammy. Well. Indeed. Well. But uh, I'm interested, Josh, to know, had you seen Basketball before? So I had not seen Basketball before. Okay, I didn't before. think you had. I had heard of it. if I remember rightly, Josh, you're not really a fan of South Park, <sighs> yeah, So, right. So let's get this out of the way. I was dreading this. Yeah. When you picked it, I was, <laughs> Ooh, I was wow. dreading I don't... <gasps> so... I'll be care- sort of careful what I say here because I don't like to be someone who says this is rubbish, you know, this is shit. And I'm not talking about the film. Listen, we'll go on to that. Josh, come on. We did, we we done Ace Ventura <laughs> when they No, 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 I'm not talking about the film. I'm not talking about the film. This is your payback. Okay, yeah, so on. I don't, I, I was dreading this, right? I don't like mm-hmm. South Park. However, mm-hmm. I could obviously appreciate how intelligent how bold, how daring Trey Parker and Matt Stone are. They do satire really, really well. It's just that, it's just that South Park itself isn't my cup of tea. I don't find it funny, but I can absolutely appreciate how good it is. Do you know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it can be that successful for that long and be rubbish. Do you know what I mean? I know yes. that people might disagree with me. It's just not my sense of humour. Um, mm-hmm. I've tried to watch it a few times on the recommendation of multiple people, including you, and it's just not It's just not for me, but that doesn't... Not for you. So, so I did go into this a bit like, hmm... What am I going to make of this? Because at the same time, and this is this, you know, this is one of those sort of film opinions that get you shot. I don't dislike Team America, but I don't think it's that good. I sort of, I sort of. Now again, there's a controversial I, I, opinion. Now, anyway, I like. Anyway, I can appreciate. I love Team it. America. I, no, I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> dislike Team America. I just don't think it's as funny mm-hmm. as loads of people say it is. It wouldn't be. Have up you the... seen Book of Mormon? No, I haven't. I would. I would like oh, to. Though. Is it good? Is oh, it's it? Good. Yeah. So, like oh, I say, it's it's like, it, I, love it. I can appreciate Matt. Uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. It's just, it's just not my particular For sure. sort of cup, cup cool. of tea. That's but, cute. you know, comedy, everything has a place. You know, plenty of people don't like, you know, Chubby Brown or Bloomer Comedians or whatever. But, you know, they've got a place. It's subjective. That's the point, right? Mm-hmm. So, so no, I, I hadn't seen this before. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. shall I go first or shall you? <gasps> I want you, you to want go, me first to go first because I... I don't think you liked it, okay. so I'm really keen okay. to hear what you thought. Because uh, cards on the table for me, I really enjoyed yeah. it, and I love pretty much everything right. about it. So that's my likes done. Let's move on. <laughs> Not really. Just I've love just it. Got, and... I've got tons. I've got tons written okay. down, and I'll try and I'll you know I'll try and condense yeah. it. But I'm I'm absolutely so fascinated to hear what you've okay. got to say about this one. So on. general consensus first. Okay, so obviously I was dreading it. I tried mm. to go into it as best Mm -hmm. as I could, being like, but I've got to be objective, watch it with a critical eye. And I think Mm -hmm. the reason we structure the podcast the way we structure it is so that we we always try and find both sides of the argument where we can. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll be honest, Alice, I liked it. Oh, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I did. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. It's not perfect. I wasn't expecting that, guys. You know, it's not, wow. it's, it's not perfect. And I got thoughts, as we always do. Yeah. But no, overall, I really okay. enjoyed, enjoyed it. Love the concept. Um, mm-hmm. 
particularly enjoyed the message around the corporatization, commercialization yeah. of sport. That's a it's quite crazy. a big sort of thing that I you know do a lot of reading about. Um and, 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 and I thought it was really, really funny, to be honest with you. I thought oh. it was I thought it was really, really funny. Um I am so happy. At first to hear sort that. of I'd probably say the first ten minutes I was like, this is exactly what I thought it was gonna be. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then as it yeah. gets going, I was like, oh no, actually. So I at first I went into it. I think one of the reasons I went into it thinking you know, it's entirely Matt, Matt, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, I believe the original idea is is the directors, which is the guy, mm-hmm. is David Zucker behind Airplane and Naked mm-hmm. Gun. So they had a big hand in it. They had a big hand in all the jokes mm-hmm. and stuff. But the original idea, I believe, comes from him. So I don't know if that's got yeah. something to do with it. But you know, their fingerprints are all over this film, so it can't be denied. That was just a thought, an interesting mm-hmm. thought that popped into my head. So overall, I really, really liked it. I thought it was actually a pretty good satire mixed mm-hmm. with some really sort of traditional comedy elements. So if you like if you like Airplane or if you like Naked Gun or even if you like something a little bit more lowbrow, like not another team movie, you'll probably quite like oh, this yeah. because <laughs> there's a lot of really silly visual jokes, mm. prop jokes, yep. daft jokes. Mm-hmm. There are some other... Massive throbbing penis I mean, jokes. I mean, I'm not, you know, you'd have to be a real snob, I think, to not laugh at a good cop joke, right? <laughs> Loads of people like a good cop joke, but that... <sighs> Because it's just funny, isn't it? Like it's just so yeah. daft is the idea that the so there's a bit in it where like you it's you see their knees and their, their dicks are like dragging on the floor. But then they really lean into the daftness of the joke. So yeah, so so but there's other visual gags, like there's a bit in it where um the bad guys listen to their conversation. When they walk over to him, he's got like a massive earpiece mm-hmm. and he says, Sorry, I couldn't help overhearing your conversation. And that sort of yeah. stuff, that's like Marx Brothers stuff. That's like Charlie Chaplin mm. stuff. That's like that's like classic vaudevillian prop comedy. And I really, I really, really enjoyed it. So I, mm-hmm. I laughed a lot more than I thought oh, I was going to. Yeah, I definitely laughed a lot more. Um, in some ways as well, I, I made a note here and I want to get your thoughts on this, but there was some really mod jokes that felt really modern so there's a bit in it where there's a there's a plot where the sort of love interest the female love interest runs uh she runs like a charity doesn't she for it never mm-hmm. says terminally it's, it's kids sick kids dying kids that sort of thing it's the well it's the dream come true that's what it's like make, it's make a wish it? so it? it's like it's make, make a, a wish, wish yeah. yeah so she runs that charity and there's a bit where they say something to her like it's about it's about sick kids isn't it and she says we prefer to call them health challenged or survival impaired and I was like yeah, fucking yeah, hell yeah. that's like that feels <laughs> like it could have been written now like and yeah, I'm not like a, yeah. I'm not like a, you can't say anything anymore but in the ter- in, in the terms of satire that's the sort mm-hmm. of thing that you'd see in like in like Charlie Brooker's stuff or yeah. Or, yeah. or or even someone like if you think of Rosie who we've had on the podcast she's obviously mm. a satirist isn't she and that almost sounds like one of her videos that that sort of thing that mm-hmm. that idea of holding a mirror up and, and and that sort of thing so I thought that was really good I mean I laughed at so many of the daft jokes the, the big dick joke the couldn't hear joke there's I mean there's gag after gag after gag in this I really enjoyed there the is, bit at yeah. the end where they just kissed and it's I'd so completely it's just about so that, I'd stupid. completely forgotten until it was when I saw them in their like Hawaiian get up and then Squeak is obviously in that pineapple <laughs> suit and I just remember that I was like oh fuck they snogged but it's like they? just <laughs> out of nowhere and it fe- again it feels very like classic <sighs> comedy or like something like mm. Family Guy or, or, or mm-hmm. South Park I imagine where just there's an awkward pause or something random happens like that and you just go, oh my, like it just hits you with like a curveball you're not expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I like, you know, I've already got into it now. I like the message. I might have talked about this before. I've definitely talked about it on other podcasts like Team of Our Lives and Top 10 of anything and stuff like that. But so I'm a massive football fan, soccer, mm-hmm. if, you're in, if you're in the US, but I'm going to call it football because I'm British, don't you know? But there's a really good satire here about the commercialization of sport and the other mm-hmm. darker side of sport, like mental health, like the fact that these athletes... Whether they whether they be male or female are treated as um, products, mm-hmm. and they're there to sell tickets and TV rights and all and all that sort of stuff. So that idea of like, there's a guy, there's a guy interviewing someone after a game, isn't he? And he starts talking about how dark his thoughts are, and then the guy just turns to the camera and starts talking about. Um, mm-hmm. t- talking about you know what's coming up next or what else is happening, and I thought that was a really quite subtle but also quite funny way of poking fun at the commercialization of sport and then other things like um a lot of it's a bit us centric because of the it's it's i think it's prevalent worldwide but the specific things they're point, pointing at for example the cheerleaders are mm-hmm. a, you know th- there's the odd team outside of the us that has that but you know for example if you've not seen it each game has cheerleaders and as it goes on they get more and more provocative more and more sexually mm-hmm. where more and more revealing clothing, Eventually, lingerie, you know. poles, yeah, aren't they? They are dancing on pole dancing yeah, poles, aren't they? Like, it just keeps getting pushed and pushed to the extreme. And, 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 that, and obviously the whole point is, like, you know, it's, oh, it's, it's family entertainment. Like, well, it's mm-hmm. not, is it? Like, it's a bit, it's a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so really enjoyed that idea about the commercialization of sport. Um, and, and, and I thought they got the balance, just to finish on what I like, I thought they got the balance really right between satire and just just jokes just gags just making you laugh mm. both of them are really good in it as well because considering they're not they're not really actors like they're they're sort of comedians voice actors satirists writers mm. but they're quite good in this i mean matt uh, sorry trey parker has a lot more emoting to do because he has much more of a journey to Absolutely. go whereas trey parker yep. is, is more like the, the foil isn't he Matt Stone, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, so what did Trey, I say? Tra- Matt yeah, Stone, Trey. yeah. You, you said you said Trey first, but then uh, you said sorry. Trey again. Sorry, sorry. Because he's, 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 <laughs> he's, he's in it so much. He's doubly good. Because he's in yeah, it he's so much. Good. He's the main character. Um, but he has a lot more to do than Matt Stone <laughs> in terms of an emotional sense. But they're, they're both Certainly. quite good in it because c- considering they're not, you know, they've not done much more, if any, live action stuff. But that's what I thought. So mm-hmm. pleasant surprise for me. I'll be honest with you. It was, it was, well, it was And it, that yeah. in turn is a pleasant surprise yeah. for me. Do you think I was going to absolutely hate this? I did, I did, yeah. Because I was like, well, I know he's not really into South Park. And for me, a lot of the jokes and a lot of the way the jokes are delivered in this is quite similar to South Park. And it's quite cartoony as well in in the way that it's put together. Like there's a lot of sort of little like side stories and like these um, sort of things that are going on that just remind me so much of a cartoon. Um, So I liked a lot of the things that you've already mentioned there. I'll just sort of go go through my list sort of as quickly as I can. But it's Mm. I do just generally really like it, right? The general sure, consensus yeah, for yeah. me is that it's funny, it's fast, there's some well-constructed gags in there, it's got a great soundtrack, a surprisingly impressive cast, and a bunch of cameos, all helped, of course, by the fact that I just love Matt and Trey. So, like you said, I do think the concept is great, it's entertaining, it's energetic, it's unique in places, uh, in that it's coming up with a new sport, and it's fast-paced, like any good sports film needs to be. Um, and it is a great commentary on the corruption and greed of mm. mainstream sports and pokes fun at that, but whilst also being self-aware about the fact that they've made this film to make money, yeah. as they do, they touch on that a couple of times as well. The other thing as well Quite that I thought about... self-aware, isn't it? 
It is yeah, a little yeah. bit. And the other thing I thought as well when you were talking just then is that they do also mention the fact that, oh, you know, once, um, you know, all this, uh, like, if we don't make it national or, you know, if we strip it back down and we don't take it national, this and all the athletes can just go back to getting paid absolutely nothing. So it's kind of commenting on the two sides of it, isn't it? It's saying that, well, it, it's all in the commercialization of sport almost needs to happen to ensure that these athletes are getting paid a decent wage and getting paid what they're worth. But at the same time, when that becomes all it's about, it becomes something really vapid and quite yeah, dark, it's, doesn't it's it? A real, so it's almost like, um, where do you find the balance? It's a real double-edged sword because obviously everyone, mm. you know, the, the most followed sport in this country is, is football. Mm -hmm. And you'll get a lot of people saying things about the top, top level footballers, you know, mm -hmm. that they're paid three, three, three fifty thousands a week mm -hmm. right a lot a lot of money silly money really and that i'm not making an argument for paying than that but on the other hand you've also got footballers um just scraping a living mm -hmm. you know who are paid probably below the average salary if you look at below even i'd argue below uh the championship mm -hmm. they're still probably paid more than you or i mm. i don't know you still you don't send me your pay slips anymore but um <laughs> but i got told but, off for doing that <laughs> but probably probably a, a lot less i mean you've only got to watch something like um we are wrexham which is the ryan reynolds rob oh, McElhenney yeah. documentary so in the early episodes of that before and during their takeover it covers some of the players who were there who were just sort of scraping a living and they are they're not paid millions they live in houses that look like normal houses terraced houses detached houses or whatever you want um and they're not you know they're, they're not not paid loads i mean one of my parents friends um is the manager of a it's like they're like a they're, they're a semi-pro team so they're in the football pyramid um but they're sort of below the below the below the court the, the conference which is the, the last professional level um and he's postman mm. But like he's also the manager of, of this team. I won't name the team just in case. But um, but he's also the manager of a, of a, of a. If I, if you said the team to most football fans, they'd know it, right? But he mm -hmm. he's the manager of this team. But he's also a postman, and the reason he can afford to do being a postman and managing the team because he does get paid a little bit for the team. But it's actually because his wife earns is very well off, mm. so he can afford to essentially indulge into him what is almost a expansive hobby. Mm -hmm. Um. So that's the other side of it. So yes, you've got your mm. top level athletes, top level footballs being paid silly money, but also there is that lower level as well, which which is what you're touching on there. So I think I think that is really interesting, and I know it's much more US centric, like we've said, but but in this country, it's still a relevant argument, isn't it? That's the point. Absolutely, yeah. Just sports everywhere, really. Yeah. Um, I love the opening sequence. So it depicts this sort of fall from grace that has happened in sport, where obviously money has become the most important thing and the heart and soul of it has all seemed to have disappeared. And then it's quite funny, but whilst also being quite sincere, with a really lovely bit of well-written narration from someone called Stephen McHattie, whose face I recognised because I looked him up, but I didn't really know him. But I, I just really love that sort of opening mm, monologue yeah, that good, he does. Yeah. Um, so I do find it, I, f I find it funny. There's so many different um, types of humour going on here. You've got some great visual gags, some absurd humour. Like the fact sponsors. that it's free-range chicken night yeah. here at the game. <laughs> and there is some gross out in there. There's some misunderstanding and misdirection and wordplay. And also just, you know, like the massive throbbing cock. So, you know, lots of some props and costume gags yeah. as well. A lot of misdirection and the Foley in artist. this. A lot of misdirection. Yeah, there is. There's a lot really of, um, like. Jenny McCarthy plays a character who's like the owner of... Uh, She's the owner of the guy who helps them get Basic World's team started and she ends up 
sort of getting in with the bad guy, doesn't she? Mm -hmm. But a lot of the, every time she's introduced, it's like she's doing something highly sexual, and then as it pans back, yeah. it's just she's like hoovering. Or like she's doing yeah, something laying really, carpet, yeah, really mundane, my, like in my lobby, yeah, yeah. You know, things like that. And she's sucking the chrome off a yeah, doorknob yeah. at one point. That was that was the weirdest one. Um, so, uh, so I think it looks great. Like, so the version I was watching wasn't great quality in itself, and clearly hasn't been remastered, which is a shame. But in terms of the costume, the props, and the sets, I thought that there was a lot going on. Um, so there's quite a few. The best way I can describe it, and you probably know the actual name for stuff like this, but there's sort of like sketch-like comedy sequences that don't really have much to do with the narrative and don't propel the story along. But for me personally, these were really funny and. They were funny enough that installing the progression of the story, it didn't become frustrating mm. or annoying. So the best one is when they arrive at the hospital mm. after a basketball game and Joey, who is a kid that Coop and Rima have been hanging out with through the Deep Dream Come True Foundation. So he's like had an operation or he's quite unwell or, and he's unconscious or something. So they rush to his bedside and then what follows is just absolute chaos yeah. and slapstick where they start messing with the machines that he's hooked up to to keep <laughs> him alive. They throw another patient off the bed. Coop decides that he needs to perform surgery all of a sudden. <laughs> and it's like you're just getting bombarded with these over-the-top It's the almost top like clowning, isn't it, in places? It, 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 yeah. is, it is yeah. like that. Yeah. It is like it reminds that. It's me of, just um, so extreme. Have you, have you seen Airplane? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com style. I have, yeah. but only once and quite so, some time ago. So there's a bit in that where there's a uh, one of the air stewardesses is, is playing the guitar for a sick girl at the front of the plane, and she's very, yeah. very fit. She keeps knocking her morphine drip 
So she plays the okay, guitar, she keeps yeah, that. Exactly so it's, it's, that. But obviously exactly that's that. the same team behind that. So it's very, it's a mm. very similar joke, but obviously ramped right up in terms of what it is yeah. they do. Yeah, oh, that's funny, isn't it? Yeah, I'd never considered the similarities between the it's two. But now, formula, now that you mention yeah. it, Josh, it makes sense. Um, there's also this bit where you see a made-up TV show called Roadkill that has attached a camera oh, to yeah. the front of a car <laughs> and then you watch it run over these like really fake animals. Um, that was just hilarious and I re that really got a laugh out of me. Um, I also feel like that there's a good amount of jokes in this that don't get explained. So they're either like background gags or subtle things that just happen. So they don't get explained or no one in the film really comments on them and then we move on. And I like that because it shows a level of effort going into something that you can't guarantee that the audience is going to see and appreciate. Like so often in ridiculous comedies like this, all the jokes are shoved sort of front and centre of the screen with massive fucking red arrows going, mm. look, here's a joke. Make sure you laugh at the joke that God, we made your audience. Did. And You've I feel like them. these guys yeah, yeah. did. And a lot of so the I best really comedies, a lot of the best comedies do. If you look at like something like this, or if even if you go to TV and you think of things that are sort of in the same vein as this, even like something like community, oh, you've got to like so trust, good. you've got to trust I your audience. Love Community. It's great, isn't it? It's banging. Oh, it's so funny. But last season so is funny. weak. But all, oh no, I don't even. I don't count. Yeah, that. Like but, it doesn't but count. We'll see how the film. We'll see how the film pans out. I know. Any, any, anything else? Then anything else for you? That that was it for me. I real re, tried to reel that off quickly, but yeah, it, real big I, fish I was, it off quickly. Oh, and that was cool as well that they were there, and they're like one of my husband's favorite bands as well. So we had a great time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, overall, I enjoyed it, and I went into it a little bit concerned. I'll be honest, but with stuff like so this, you went in concerned about the like the, how it aged and stuff. I went in concerned a bit about how it aged, and if I would actually enjoy mm. it or if it was just my teenage self yeah. because I was obsessed yeah. with Matt and Trey or whatever. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed it and you enjoyed it, which <laughs> I am so buzzing about. Okay then, so we'll move on to the section where we talk about things that we didn't like about basketball um, or things that we would change about basketball. Um, now, I went first with the like, so it's only fair, Alice, because I'm not sure you're going to have loads Let's hear and then. Is there anything you didn't like it? Because you went into this saying you were worried about its aging. So I'm guessing mm. it wasn't, it, you hadn't watched it in a while. I hadn't watched so, it in so, a while. No, I haven't watched it for some time. So based on that then, was there anything or was it just as good as it used to be? Um, I mean, there was, to be honest, there wasn't anything that I didn't like no. per se. But there were certainly things that I could assess that maybe other people wouldn't like about it. So I can certainly see how some of the jokes could get repetitive, yeah. especially if you're not into that kind of humour. So Rima and Coop calling Squeak like a little bitch and a pussy, etc. They do this a lot, and especially in like the first 20 minutes or so of the film. And there's a few other gags that get a bit overdone as well. So I get that. Um, from a technical point of view, some of the sound and action didn't quite match. So you'd be looking at someone who was like almost out of frame or like there's a moment where Squeak is in the hot tub and then it sort of malfunctions and he spins around oh, yeah. and around. <laughs> and you hear you hear certain words being said and you hear characters' voices, but their mouth movements don't add up at all. So there's just like a couple of errors in that department. Um, I would have liked a little bit more from Matt Stone, really, mm. with Rima. So in terms of his script, his performance and his character development, like I think you do get a lot from Coop, so Trey, and you empathise with him in places and you feel like he goes on a bit of a journey, but I don't think you get the same sort of impact no, I, from I, Rima. No, I'd agree with that. He doesn't really have yeah. a, a, much of an arc, does he? Not really, and he's 
he kind of feels a bit like the sidekick, which is fine, but I just, I feel like, I just wanted a little but bit it, more and, from and him. it's also sort of presented to you like they're co-leads, but they're not really. Yeah, the, the, you know, not it, really. It's very it feels much Trey like Parker, Trey, isn't it? And, very and much, yeah. They both, not, Coop definitely has an arc in terms of his character development, whereas mm-hmm. Rima, he sort of starts as an immature bellend and ends as a bit of an immature bellend. And mm-hmm. a lot of that is where the comedy comes from and that's part of the charm. But it's brought into contrast when you do get that character development from Coop, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I, that, that was something that I would have been happy to maybe see a bit more work on. Um, I would have liked some clear rules and boundaries oh, yeah, when it comes to the psychos, yeah. right? So for those who haven't seen the film, so when a player is about to make a shot into the basket, a player on the other team is allowed to distract them in some way, and this is called a psychout. So if you're literally allowed to do anything which you seem to be able to do, then wouldn't you just always be pushing or tackling because, the yeah, thrower, right? Yeah, because you can touch them. It never says, like... It seems like it. You can't it. touch seems them. Like, it. Like, like if it was if it was you can do anything, but not you can't actually physically touch them, that might make more sense, right, as to, like, what yeah. you could do. But actually, like you say, it's literally like, oh, set them on fire. Like, what, like whatever it's, you want. Yeah. Like You can literally do anything from things like... So, like, the tamer ones, which are literally just, I hear your sister's going out with squeak. <laughs> or whack, like, at one point, Rima, like, whacks him over the head with a plank of wood. And then, obviously, he's squirting his, what I guess is breast milk, what I guess is Rima's breast milk, squirting is. that yeah. into people's faces. Uh, so, again, I'm not looking for realism <laughs> or crazy, absurd comedy. But I wouldn't, you know... Put a bit of, there's got to be some sort of rule there. You can't just be like, oh yeah, psych out. You can do whatever, smash into them, hurt them, spray things at them, cover them in stuff. Could have just went, done with a bit bit more about that. Anything as simple as anything anything goes, but you can't physically touch them or any other person. Just something yeah. like that. Or, or cover them in a substance. <laughs> yeah. like, so it's got to yeah. be either through your words or, or actions or that through, you do that only yeah. impact yourself. A distraction, that's coop, the whole thing, isn't it? Exactly. Because Coop does one where he sort of pretends to cut his oh, finger yeah, off, doesn't yeah. he? And then there's blood spurting from it. So that's fine because you're doing that to yourself. Um, and then just finally, but you've sort of disproved this final point a little bit, which I'm happy oh, about. Right, okay. But I had initially thought that if you don't like South Park or if you don't really know who Matt and Trey are, that I don't know if you would find this film enjoyable. But that is because of my personal experience. Mm. So a huge part of the enjoyment for me when I saw this for the first time was that I was I got to see those two in the flesh, basically. Yeah. And I do wonder if anyone else was in those two roles, how I would feel about it. Obviously, I'll never know. I can't mm. answer that question for sure. But that is something that I considered. But the fact that you were able to enjoy it, even though you're not a huge fan of South Park, that does say a lot to me and, and I'm pleased and, about and that. Then, yeah, absolutely. And they're not just your average co-leads either because they're not, you know, it's not a not a Will Ferrell, Mark uh, Wahlberg film, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a film where they very much have had a hand in, they made, they obviously, they, did, they didn't have the original idea, but they obviously had a big hand in the execution, the jokes, the tone, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. So they go hand in hand. So, no, I mean, I, I did enjoy it. I'm not a big fan of South Park. Having said that, one of the reasons I'm not a big fan of South Park is probably the, the, the style and execution of it I find irritating. So mm-hmm. maybe that's one of the things is because it's not in that style. Um, mm-hmm. Because like I said, I can very much appreciate them too as, as comedians and writers and satirists and all that. I do like Team America. I just don't 
Love, love, love it. Yeah, yeah. I won't pick it. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's underrated, and it's not a disease. Could be a classic. If we're going for like twenty years, then it could be a classic. Miracle, fuck you. That's iconic. Go on, you. Lay it on Lay me, Josh. On okay, so there isn't loads for me. There is some stuff. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I would probably argue that there's some prior knowledge needed to understand all of the jokes, particularly the more American-specific, American-centric stuff. So I can imagine mm-hmm. I knew a bit, you knew a bit, but I'd imagine, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine you'd have to know, have a bit more knowledge around... I don't know if you get the message and a lot of the jokes around the commercialization of sport if you were going into this not knowing about it. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. There was some issue with the dating of the film. Not as much as I thought. So my point earlier mm-hmm. when I said when uh, the first 10 minutes of this film, I was like, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is not specific. Let me be clear as well. This is not specific to this film. This is specific to the time period. But one of the first lines is they go to a house party of a girl and Rima says, but I really want to fuck her. And mm-hmm. it's, I, immediately I was like, oh, right. Yeah. Late 90s early noughties like that's how that's how women were written that's how women were written about that's how dialogue in films was mm-hmm. um, so that's not specific to this is, film but it is satire as well that's and true that's the, and that's not, the huge yeah, difference yeah, isn't it, is, it? like because i was is. thinking because there were moments of it that i was like oh this is a little bit american pie mm. for me this is a bit 40 days and 40 yeah. nights but the whole thing is taking the piss out of those things. Mm, yes, that's, it that's, is. And it that's is. the way that you sort of get away that's with true. it, if you that's like. That's true, that's true. Yeah, it is. So I suppose that element of it, yes, on one hand it's satire, but on the other hand, I think it's probably just a little bit of victim of its time because I think if you made this now, that that wouldn't be in it. You'd find mm. another way to do it or you'd make it more obvious that these characters are, are a bit a bit thick. Dick bags. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, I do think there's an element particularly with Rima's character where I, I could have done with the likes with the sorry with the leads being a little bit more likable and that comes back to mm-hmm. your point which is that Coop has an arc and by the end you like Coop you know he has this really interesting mm-hmm. subplot where not only is this a satire on sport but it makes a point about wider capitalism and commercialization right where there's a whole bit with um sports clothing in Calcutta and being made by children, right? Mm -hmm. Which is still happening today. Absolutely deplorable. Mm -hmm. Not just sports clothing, but the fashion industry in general. I'm not Mm going to speak on it any further. I'm not an expert. But we know it's Mm -hmm. happening. It's in the it's it's Mm -hmm. in it's common knowledge that it's happening. Um and he goes over and he sorts it out. And that's a really interesting that's almost like his arc of like, oh he's learned that it's it's this. Mm -hmm. Whereas Rima starts off with Coop, then actually completely buys into the money side of things and never really develops mm-hmm. past that. And yep. so I sort of wonder what the point of his character was. Um, mm-hmm. So because he wasn't more likable, I struggled to get on board with him, but it wasn't a huge issue. Do you know what I mean? It was like, I'm I'm sort of looking for stuff. And that is, maybe that's the point is that it's trying to show two sides of the coin of like, if you take the 30 feels it's a silver or you don't or whatever. Oh, yeah, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. And then and the, and the one more thing, and I've already touched on it a little bit is um, the rules of the sport. Because they they, they, <laughs> they they really quickly show you, but I and, until the end, when you get a wide shot of the field and you see the baseball, uh, uh, oh my God, what was pitch? Pitch, yeah. Pitch, the yeah. Um, bases, that's the word I'm looking for, where you run around the circle. I was like, I don't understand how this isn't just um, basketball. I know what I mean is that, mm-hmm. is, is shooting, free throwing. Um, but at mm-hmm. the end, you see that it is baseball as well. 
but I could have done with a little bit more about explaining it. But also I understand that you could yeah. do it that way and it could be completely on the nose. So, but that's that's it from me. Um, plenty to like in there um, and, and, and not that much to dislike, just a little bit really. Excellent. I'm so pleased. Okay then, so let's move on to talking about the critical reception then. Mm-hmm. I have not seen the critical reception, but you think it's underrated, but you also quite I like do. the film. Mm-hmm. So I would yes. say, I can imagine the critics really hating this, mm. but the audience quite liking it. So I reckon it probably mm-hmm. balances out. So I reckon we're looking at a six. Overall, a, a, a rough six. Uh, mm-hmm. What would I? Okay. What would I give it? Probably, it's, I think it's a solid mm. seven. Maybe, Ooh, maybe mid, seven. mid mid sixes to seven. Like it's it's yeah. you know I think it's decent. It's not it's not for me. It's not really doing anything new, but mm. it's you know it's watchable. It's decent. It's, it's funny. I laughed at it. Um, it's watchable. Yeah, there you go. Listen, what every filmmaker wants to, to hear. Me. It's watchable. <laughs> so go on, lay it on me then. So over on IMDb at the time of recording, it gets a 6.5. Okay. So kind of pretty much what you said. And then over on Rotten Tomatoes, so the audience give it 74%. So the audience are keen. And then the critics gave it 41%. And it was that 41 Mm. that really kicked me in the shins. I was like, it's nowhere near that bad, in my opinion. Yeah, and a lot of the criticisms were that they just didn't find it funny, that, you know, it falls flat, that it doesn't matter how relentless your jokes are, if they're shit, then it doesn't work. And it was all that sort of thing. So obviously the critics just didn't find it funny. And because it is a comedy, first and foremost, if you don't find it funny, then that is the end for you, isn't it? And you're not going to enjoy it. It it is, but Um, we've touched on this before, even last week with Ace Ventura, um, that a lot of critics tend to favour the higher brow of the mm-hmm. comedies, but I'd say Ace Ventura is Ace Ventura is probably slightly more immature than this in mm-hmm. one sense, but then this is probably slightly more gross out than Ace Ventura in some senses as yeah. well. So yeah. I can see I would not expect the critics to like this. Um no. and no. you've got a question. It's difficult with comedy, it's so subjective, isn't it? It's it's mm-hmm. it's so subjective, but that's harsh. 41% harsh for me. What about you? I mean, definitely, yeah. yeah. So I, th- I think that is underrated with that forty-one percent for sure. So, so do you think it's underrated too? So that averages out at roughly like sixty percent, six out of ten, doesn't it? So yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to say underrated. Do we know what we did at the box office in terms of underseen? So if they spend something like, uh, like thirty-five to forty mil on yeah. it, and then the only record for the box office I could find was about eight million. Yeah. So, so d- yeah, not. Not great. That's not great. Not great. No, no. 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 For me, overall, I think uh, I think it's it's underrated. If you like airplane, if you like dodgeball, it's sort of a mix of those two things, oh, yeah. really. Um, I like dodgeball. Yeah, great mix of comedy, <laughs> definitely. If you like those sorts of films, I think it, I think it is for you, and I think it's definitely underrated. What do you reckon? Yeah, I'm pleased with that. Well, there we go then. Basketball, underrated and underseen. I am, I'm so surprised, pleasantly <laughs> surprised. I really didn't think this was going to be for you, but there we go. Well, this some of us are more open-minded than other people who don't like Ace Ventura. Yeah, but oh, 
I know. I'm so sorry about that. But there we go. I've got to be true to myself, you know. Um, but anyway, this is my favourite time of the week. Josh, what are we going to be so watching I'm, next I'm week? I'm torn. So this will be the last okay. of our choices for January because hopefully we'll have a guest. Okay. Um, and we're doing the feel-good thing, right? We're trying to pick films we to are. uplift you. So I've got two choices in my head, right? And okay. I can't pick between them. So I'm going to put it to you. Right, <gasps> which we've never done before. Ooh. We've never done before. Oh, this is exciting! I get to choose. Yeah. So my two choices okay, are uh-huh. a film called In and Out, and a film called Blockers. Mm. Have you seen either of those? In, I don't think I have. In and Out, are you saying? Yeah, like In and Out. Okay. Or Blockers. And Blockers. I'm I'm nearly a hundred percent certain I've seen a thumbnail for blockers. <laughs> is it like is that short for cock blockers or Maybe. something? Maybe. Yeah, oh, interesting. Maybe. In and out, in and out, in and out, or blockers. Ooh, I'm gonna say I think you should pick blockers. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I'm interested. Interesting. Oh, okay. okay. Well, in that case, join us next week where we're gonna be <gasps> talking about blockers. Um, but put in and out on the list for later. In and out is on the list for later. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so join us next week when we're gonna be talking about blockers. In the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch with us, it's films on that pod at gmail.com. We're on all the social medias. If you just search for just films on that, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok. Um, we're on Patreon as well. Search for just films on that on Patreon. There's loads of extra bonus content you get there. And and it's not that much money, so hopefully we can get you a little bit of something extra and you can support the podcast and any support is, of course, massively appreciated by us. And it, and it, and it really is. And I'll tell you what else, Alice, we're on the television as well. We are indeed. We are on the local TV network every Friday from 6pm. So if you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool or the northeast of England, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. That is every Friday from 6pm. Me and Josh talking about all the best unseen and underrated films. Uh, Yes, well, all that remains to be said is thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next week when we're going to be talking about blockers. Um, Interested to know how this is going to go. It's goodbye from... Moi, cheerio. Bye. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. 
Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.